It's another mild Monday morning. The temperature's fairly nice again today, although road conditions aren't the best in all parts of the province. So make sure you check the highway hotline before you head out. Saskatoon and area seeing some problems and the fog starting to lift in the eastern part of the province. But a good chunk of the morning this morning, we were getting reports of heavy fog, low visibility, and so definitely have to make sure you take care out on the highway. And uh, the weather is going to continue to stay mild, a little cooler than we saw last week, and expectations of more snow on the way as we get closer to the weekend. Well, definitely some great hockey in the province over the last little while. The WHL, boy, those blades are on a tear this year. And Moose Jaw, they're having a season too. Also some good momentum created when it comes to women's hockey. The Professional Women's Hockey League is uh, creating lots of excitement. Another couple of great games over the weekend. The Hockey Canada Rivalry Series, we know, is now days away from being right here in Saskatchewan. This series features the American and Canadian women's national teams. They'll be playing in Saskatoon at Sastel Centre on Wednesday and then head to Regina for a game at the Brat Centre on Friday. Great opportunity for both communities and the province as a whole. And I'm very happy to have Stephanie Klovchok, who is the CEO of Discover Saskatoon, joining me this morning. Stephanie, thanks for taking our call. Good morning, Evan. Great to be with you. So this, I mean, there's a little bit of work and preparation that goes into hosting an event like this. Uh, what's that been like in the build-up for this Hockey Canada Rivalry Series? You know what, this is where we do our best work. Discover Saskatoon and our partners' partnership is, is integral to everything that we do in the tourism industry. And so uh, our partnership with Hockey Canada is first and foremost at the, the forefront of this. And that's an, a relationship that we've nurtured for decades. Um, and at the table with us as well are our partners in Regina, as you mentioned, uh, our partners at the Tribal Council in Saskatoon, our Saskatoon Destination Marketing Hotels, and of course our partners at Sastel Centre. It takes uh, an absolute village to pull something like this together and not only execute it, but to get it here, to prospect it and encourage Hockey Canada to host this international event in our communities. I'm assuming that there's there's work that goes into strategically finding events that will draw a crowd. What was it about this Hockey Canada Rivalry Series that was attractive to try and, and get it to come to Saskatchewan? Absolutely. You're, you're bang on, Evan. You know, when we're looking at prospecting international events, whether it's a sporting event, a cultural event, a business event for our communities, we're thinking about, first and foremost, the profile that it's going to bring to Saskatchewan. Uh, oftentimes when we travel internationally or nationally, there's, there's a bit of a question mark on people's faces when we say, you know, if we're from Saskatoon, we're from Saskatchewan. Well, what is that? So shedding a global light on the excellence in our province and the individuals who bring such local leadership on the global stage is first and foremost our focus. We want for the world to know that Saskatchewan is such a leader in so many different and so many different things, and sport is very much a place where we lead. And then, of course, we think about the the impact on our economy and on our community. We are going to have some of our local heroes back in town, whether that's Emily Clark or Bridget Laquette. You know, they're they're here on their home territories to be able to showcase that this is where we raise global, internationally recognized athletes. And um, I think that just putting that on the global stage is really a priority for us. Speak a little bit, if you can, Stephanie, to the economic impact that events like this have on the city of Saskatoon. I mean, it'll be no different for Regina when the game is held in Regina. Um, there's there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of ways the city benefits. 
Absolutely. The visitor economy is an industry of industries. And so when we work and when we thrive, everyone thrives. And so we're looking at just over um, about a half a million dollars of economic impact directly infused into our communities of Saskatchewan, Saskatoon and Regina. And so that means that our hotels, our partner hotels will be filling up. Our restaurants will be busy. Our retailers will be active again. And volunteers are going to be able to take take part in an event like this. And it can't be understated the impact that the jobs that are created through these events being hosted are so important. And also the youth that have access to this international event. You know, I think about I what my vision is, I really hope that Wednesday night, everyone's getting in their vehicles and traveling from whatever community you come from in Saskatchewan and you're making your way to Saskatoon because you want your children, your grandchildren to see international athletes here in your home territories. And that's very powerful for our youth to see that and the social impact um, of that is really, really powerful. Stephanie Klovchuk is my guest, the CEO of Discover Saskatoon. As you were talking about that and, and the impact on youth, I'm thinking on the weekend I saw a video of a couple of, of young female basketball players who were sitting in the stands behind the bench of a college basketball team. And one of the uh, basketball players, they were looking at her with such admiration. They had signs. They wanted to get an autograph. And so after the game, they showed the video and the interaction with them. That's going to be the same here. Like a big part of, of the crowd that will be there will be young hockey players, male and female, who are looking at these athletes as someone to look up to, their mentors. Will there be an opportunity for them to interact and maybe get some autographs and those types of things? Yeah, there definitely will be, Evan. And I really appreciate that's your perspective. I was just attending the All-Stars game in Toronto this past weekend. And, of course, some of the Professional Women's Hockey League athletes were, were present. And just watching the young people in the stands, they are able to see a trajectory. If they see someone doing it, and, and this is the first time that young women have been able to see a path into pro hockey for, for, for their, their careers. And I think that um, it, it's going to be really exciting for our young people, not only to see that they have an opportunity and that they have a chance of making it to the show, but also that their community is valuable enough to be hosting such an event of international stature. And I, you know, I think Stephanie too about these. Again, I'm picturing it, it doesn't have to be limited to young female hockey players, male hockey players, the same. But when they look at some of these athletes that will be on both the Canadian and American women's national teams, it sometimes isn't just about how they see themselves out on the ice replicating the incredible talent that they have, but sometimes it's how they carry themselves after the game, how they see them interacting with other adults, those types of things. Like I, I think sometimes we can't measure the impact that this could have on a young athlete. I appreciate that perspective. That's interesting, Evan. For us to think about uh, the, the the legacy that we're leaving in our communities, Discover Saskatoon, our mandate in our community is to create that legacy of opportunity, uh, to acknowledge the local leaders that exist, but to continue to grow those local leaders in our community and create a sense of pride and ambassadorship for our province and all that it offers us as residents and taking that out and exporting that out into the world. You know, we're, we're Saskatchewan's fourth largest export industry, and this is a great example of how we export that story of Saskatchewan and import all this value uh, back into the community. So, yes, it's going to be inspiring um, the generations, hopefully, of not just hockey players, referees, volunteers in the building, people behind the scenes organizing, you know, and that's uh, a true testament to the power of sport and to the power of the visitor economy. 
CEO of Discover Saskatoon, Stephanie Klovchuk is my guest. So Stephanie, you and I, this is the first time we've actually chatted on the show. And uh, I'm curious to know your thoughts about the development that's proposed in downtown Saskatoon with the downtown arena. Where does Discover Saskatoon stand on that issue? And is this something that's needed for the community? Absolutely. Uh, Discover Saskatoon and our partners at Saskatoon Destination Marketing Hotels uh, have continually been working um, very close to the city of Saskatoon and those involved in the prospective infrastructure in downtown Saskatoon. And um, you know what, my experience in Toronto and I'm in, in Ottawa right now is indicating more than um, than ever that this infrastructure is very necessary to our community. Um, right now as we compete on, on a global stage for major events like World Juniors, for example, or maybe even the Junos, we're, we're up against destinations who have infrastructure that enables a very holistic visitor experience. So if you walk outside of the arena after the Rivalry Series, you have somewhere to go and have another experience with your family or whoever you're, you're with in that, in that instance. And there is a, a density, a vibrancy in a downtown core that's required for our destination to remain competitive. So while, you know, the, the conversation is very centered on the infrastructure itself, we're going to be seeing renderings of the building from the city of Saskatoon this week. We're going to be hearing more about their, their financial modeling in the coming two, two months. It's really important to think about outside of the infrastructure, what this, this uh, entire entertainment district is going to do for the well-being of our community and also our ability to continue to compete on the global stage. Because right now our ability is becoming less and less when you think about these events being hosted in one area and that feeling of vibrancy for a visitor, it's very compromised and it's more challenging when when a, a visitor that's not familiar with our community has to um, experience the game, for example, outside of the city and then travel back in to whether their hotel or their restaurant or whatever they're hoping to do outside of that game. So, Stephanie, is this uh, is this a change in, in, in the industry? Are you seeing this change I think about, I don't know if you've been to the uh, Ottawa Senators Arena in Ottawa, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's an excursion out of the city to get to that rink. And I'm, I'm guessing it, at one point, the theory is build it outside, lots of room, easy to get to, lots of room for parking, those types of things, without maybe thinking about the economic impact and the other businesses that will thrive by having it downtown. So, Let's use your event that's coming up on Wednesday night as an example, this this uh, Hockey Canada Rivalry Series. If it was held in an event centered downtown, do you think the city would see different economic impact as a result? The city would experience an increase in economic impact, absolutely. That direct impact would filter through to more restaurant visitation, more hotel room night stays, and uh, the jobs that are being created by those things being initiated are really important for us to consider here. And yes, Ottawa is a great example. I was just having a conversation about this this morning. It is an absolute mission and a commitment to go and be in that stadium. And that wasn't the foresight that we needed back when these, these arenas were being built. The overall visitor experience is what drives people today. The ease of access of multiple experiences at one time is what our clients demand from us. So for, for now, we are very challenged to continue to enable these large-scale international-level events into our destination because of the, the challenges that we have with transportation, and, and then that becomes more costly for our destination to be able to provide those things. So this is very much what we're seeing now. If, we are, if we're thinking about our competitive set of destinations of Halifax, Edmonton, Calgary's uh, Arena and, and Entertainment District is going to be enhanced right away as well. 
and, and Winnipeg, again, you know, they were, we're up against experiences that are far more cohesive than ours right now. Stephanie Klovchuk is my guest, CEO of Discover Saskatoon. So if people weren't pumped up about this hockey game before this talk, they should be now, Stephanie. We've talked so. about Emily Clark. We've talked about Bridget Laquette coming back and playing in this game. Are tickets still available? There are tickets available, and we want to pack this building. Team Canada is in our house, and we want to show them the Saskatchewan spirit, especially as it relates to hockey culture. Tickets are only $30 right now, and it's very accessible for families, for individuals. We really hope to see everyone out there on Wednesday night. Good stuff. Before I let you go, Stephanie, what else is on the go? I'm sure you've got, uh, you can't just stop with one event. You've probably got multiple irons in the fire. Uh, Anything you're working on you'd like to talk about? Absolutely. We've got many irons in the fire right now. Very excited to be bringing Breakout West, which is a Western Canadian music festival, uh, a bit of a smaller scale Junos, if you will, in September of this year. Really excited to be hosting that. And I am out east right now prospecting some very large events, uh, international events, national events that we hope to be bringing home to Saskatoon in the next two years. Good stuff, Stephanie. Thanks so much for giving us some time today. And we're looking forward to the game on Wednesday night. Absolutely. We'll see you there. Have a great day, Evan. Stephanie Klovchok, my guest, the CEO of Discover Saskatoon, talking about the Hockey Canada Rivalry Series. So this is the Canadian and American women's national teams playing a hockey game, Saskatoon, Sastel Centre Wednesday, and then Regina, Brandt Centre on Friday. And as you heard, tickets are still on sale. It will be a great event. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Continued mild temperatures, and it was a nice weekend. By I know I jumped into a big bin of cold water on Saturday. The uh, Special Olympics Polar Plunge happened this past weekend in Regina, the weekend before it was in Saskatoon. I love the cause. Special Olympics, to me, uh, one of those easy organizations to get behind. They do such incredible, incredible work in our province. They held this polar plunge. I think it's been eight years in Regina. I, this is the third time that I've done it. Um, and I'm going to say it was absolutely the nicest day weather-wise. Like it was about three degrees. So people think, hey, what's the big deal? That water... Was it cold? It was freezing cold. And just before you go in, of course, the organizers are saying, you know, the water's nice and warm. This will be an enjoyable experience. No, it is not warm. Like, I think it was good they had like EMS on hand because (laughs) it was, it was a shock to the system. And I went in in my, like, basically what I'm wearing right now as I'm talking to you, uh, sport coat, dress pants, dress shoes. I used to go in in my police uniform, so I thought, you know what, I'll go in my new work uniform, if you will. But uh, great to see so many people out there supporting it, and thanks again to the Special Olympics. Well, we've been following the uh, teachers, of course. They have announced just on the weekend, yesterday, they announced through their website that the next job action is happening on Wednesday. These are the rotating strikes that started last week. This week, Wednesday, Creighton School Division Northern Lights, Prairie Spirit, the Greater Saskatoon Catholic, and Saskatoon Public Schools, along with a few others, will be impacted by the rotating strikes on Wednesday. So no school for kids. And then just this morning, we found out that it's not done there. On Thursday, the STF has announced there will be no lunch supervision by teachers anywhere in the province. So I've had a few people chime in and say, 
Not every school uses teachers for lunchtime supervision. So apparently there are some schools where they've got parents that come in and volunteer their time. So in those schools, I guess we wouldn't see as big of a difference. But any school where parents do lunch hour supervision, uh, sorry, the teachers do lunch hour supervision on Thursday in the entire province, they will be stepping away from that. So if you've got a child who stays through the lunch hour for school, you can bet you're going to be impacted in some way. People are online already saying, does this mean we have to pick up our kids? Is the school going to organize someone else to look after them over the lunch hour? What is this going to mean? This is all part of job action. Job action exerts pressure by making situations uncomfortable and causing people to pressure both sides to find a way to come together and resolve, in this case, a collective agreement for the teachers. And you don't need me to outline, I mean, we have talked about this so much in the last couple of weeks. It really comes down to wages, and we're quite far apart, it would appear, between where the province's starting point was and where the teacher's starting point was. We need to find a way to get closer. But also this notion of classroom complexity, which the teachers are pounding the table and saying they need to see it enshrined in the collective agreement. The province is saying we see it as an issue, but we're not going to put it in the collective agreement, and somewhere in there is the resolution. Both sides saying no to binding arbitration. They want to get a deal done at the table. Both sides accusing the other side of not being willing to bend. In my opinion, both sides digging their heels in and not being willing to bend. I think both sides, there's, there's, you can point fingers at, at either side, and, and certainly you are texting in and letting us know your thoughts, uh, Thank you for the texts that are coming in. Some people are doing the math, by the way. Ken and Regina texted in this morning and said, okay, the teacher strike this week affects 4,000 teachers and 63,000 students. That's a ratio of about 16 students per teacher. Not the first person to do the math on that. I think it's safe to assume there's administrators. There are pe- there are teachers there that don't have classrooms, and so that number is exponentially bigger when you break it down but people are saying does this mean we need to look at the resources we have and redistribute how we're putting teachers in the classroom all good discussions but rotating strikes wednesday check the stf website and no lunch supervision on thursday anywhere in the province latest moves from the stf you're listening to 980 cjme and 650 ckom